The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Live the life you truly want. Experience the Jenna Effect. I'm Vincent Jenna, psychic therapist, medium, and spiritual teacher. Become unstoppable. Learn the secret that's holding you back. Welcome back to the Jenna Effect. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna, spiritual teacher, psychic therapist, medium, and author of The Secret That's Holding You Back. And I'm glad to be back. You know, when you're manifesting your dreams, it really takes up your schedule and you want not run out of time, I'm telling you, but that's okay, I am not complaining. I've just been busy, crazy busy, And that's the reason why I haven't been able to do all my podcasts every single week. But I'm here now, and I try to give you and bring you the best material so that you gain tools to be able to transform your life. After all, that's what the Jenna Effect is all about. So thank you for joining me today. We've got, we're into fall here, coming at the end of October already. It's almost Halloween here in the United States, which is a very enjoyable time for many Americans here that really get into Halloween. And then, of course, we've got Thanksgiving. And then, of course, all the other holidays that come after Thanksgiving in the month of December. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Christmas, and all the other ones that go along all over the world. Boy, has this time gone by. But today I want to talk about something completely different, and I have brought it up in the past, but it's it's about discernment. Discernment, that's a word, discernment, right? That gives you the ability to cipher through all information or anything that enters the mind and discern or decide or filter out the good stuff from the bad stuff, the useful stuff from the not so useful stuff. That's basically what it means. And of course, I'm paraphrasing. You should really, you can go look it up and be able to see what discernment really means. But it's what we need to develop for ourselves, right? It's interesting because today I had a wonderful client and I get this a lot, not just today, where this person was talking about 
having read and watched all this information, all of this stuff on new age, new thought, spirituality, from the beginnings of when it first came out years and years ago, I mean, I'm familiar with a lot of stuff that came out in the late 60s, early 70s, but there was even information before that. But it was really, it became more mainstream right around the 70s, early, very early 70s. And it was all this different material that was coming out and being made available to the public and to mainstream people. And so if you got on a spiritual journey or a metaphysical journey or even a paranormal journey and you were gathering up this information there's oh there's so much of it talking about all different aspects of life scientifically psychologically metaphysically spiritually paranormally supernaturally all this information that is coming in and bogging down the minds of people and basically, this person said, I don't know what to believe anymore. There's so much stuff coming at me. Well, here is where discernment comes in. What stuff do we really need to know? And what stuff is actually weighing us down by knowing? And what stuff do we not even have to pursue? And there's plenty of each. The beneficial, the weighing down stuff. And then the stuff that you don't even need to know. Oh, my goodness. You know, being an intellectual person doesn't mean you are meant to go to the Library of Congress and sit in there for the next 30, 40 years of your life, however long it would take, and absorb every single piece of material that is in that library. That was never meant to be our destiny. We should be guided, yes, and you can keep your ears open because there's wonderful information that comes out. I mean, really, we wouldn't have airplanes. We wouldn't have iPhones. We wouldn't have right now what I'm doing if it wasn't for people who researched and gained some of that knowledge and information out there. So, yes, so, of course, when it comes to technology, it's it's wonderful to know some things. But does technology go too far? Okay, for example, the year that they started doing cloning, was it really, you know, pushing the boundaries then on did you really have to learn how to clone? Now, what came from a lot of that experimental stuff is the understanding of stem cells and how human stem cells and the DNA in the human stem cells can actually recreate different broken down pieces of a human body, you know, something that's not working. I know my wife had knee issues and she was actually getting some stem cells injected into her knee as well as her own plasma to help regenerate the cartilage in her knee. It helped her for quite some time. So yes, there's very good beneficial information about that, but the cloning aspect, what do you plan on doing with that cloning aspect? You're gonna make some more fake food for us because there's so many people on the face of the earth. Maybe if we make another lamb, another cow, another pig, you know, another crop of food, but it's all fake, it's all been, 
man-made just because it's from a cell, a DNA strand that makes it real? No, I think that we're getting in trouble when we go to that point. Are we getting in trouble with AI, um, computer, artificial intelligence, a robot? We have robots now, right? Robots that you can talk with. Well, I mean, I've seen a lot of sci-fi movies. I don't know about you, but I remember 2001 Space Odyssey and The Matrix and all of those movies where the computer took over, right? Because they became even more intelligent than the humans did. Are we getting ourselves in trouble? Where do you think those sci-fi movies came from in the imagination? Is that just a warning, something that's telling us something? I don't know. Okay, that's arguable. But there is definite other information if you want to go on a journey, whether it be a spiritual one or a transforming journey, to be able to transform your life. There are definite things that you don't need to know, and you need to be discerning in order to be able to get rid of some of that information. And one of the ways of really knowing what you need to know and what you don't need to know is if it's serving you no purpose, if you're gathering it and it's confusing you even more so. Here is why we listen. To awaken. That's right, to awaken. To, and another word for that is when something resonates with you. When something resonates with you, that means there is a piece of information inside of you that you know, but you didn't know you knew until something resonates with you. Now it's waking up what you know. Bottom line. Okay, here. I'm going to jump you back to the Garden of Eden. I just took a drink for those who aren't watching me on YouTube. The Garden of Eden and the Tree of Knowledge. What was that Tree of Knowledge all about? Don't eat of the fruit of the Tree of Knowledge. Beautiful tree with gorgeous apples on it. And there's God telling Adam and Eve, don't you dare eat that beautiful fruit. You know, I first of all, I don't see it happening that way. I definitely believe there was a warning. And I think I'm talking about that warning today. Understand that when we were created, we have every particle, every particle of source, of spirit, of God, of Yahweh, whatever you want to call it, as it created us, and it created us in its image, which is what is meant by what I am saying, everything then it knows, we know. But in the beginning, we didn't know we knew it. We didn't know what we know. But as the story is unfolding with Adam and Eve, which, by the way, is an entire metaphor to talk about us and the way we wound up evolving in the very beginning, that's the whole reason why those stories were written. How was it in the beginning? Well, this is kind of how it was. We started to understand that we knew things. Things started waking up inside of us. And our intellect was allowing us to realize that there was nothing to truly explain scientifically why we knew certain things. 
like why we knew that this animal is different from this plant, not just from observation, but there was something inside of us that said, no, this is different. Okay. And so when we started to grasp hold of the concept of knowing, we wanted to know more. As a matter of fact, not only did we want to know more, we wanted to know all we knew. We wanted to know all we knew. And so we opened up Pandora's box and we ate of that apple and we went in there and we started pulling out all we knew. In the beginning, maybe we were experiencing happiness and bliss and joy, you know, and love. Then when we started diving in, we started experiencing sorrow and anger and pain and grief and shame and all of those negative things and bits of information without being able to attach them to anything. We were just feeling them. And in feeling them, it wound up separating us from source. That's what the whole thing of leaving the Garden of Eden. It wasn't God that kicked us out. We actually left, not of our own accord, but through suffering. Suffering was another thing we started to experience, suffering. Suffering does not pull us closer to source. Suffering separates us and pushes us further away from source. That's right. We don't gain anything from suffering. Oh, yes, we've learned how to turn lemons into lemonade through suffering, but that has nothing to do with the fact that we suffered in order to be able to do that. It's because we knew we know we're souls, we're spiritual. And we can turn anything into whatever is positive, and we don't need anything negative to be able to do that. So... We started knowing more than what we needed to know. Matter of fact, we started to know more than we can handle. And that is what I'm talking about today with discernment. There is too much information out there, and you're not supposed to be reading it to believe in it. Your brain will explode if you are trying to believe in everything you started to read. Nor are you reading it to learn what you don't know. I didn't know that. Oh, God, now I know that. Now, now, now I know that, that spirits can channel through. Oh, wow, I'm reading this book now, and I didn't know that, that souls can possess you and take over your body. Oh, now I know that. Oh, I, I didn't know that, that um, all of these microwaves can kill me, but now I know that. And none of this stuff is about finding new belief systems and adding to your belief system. It's actually to wake you up or to wake up with already in there that's true. Because like I said, we have different kinds of information. We have the beneficial, good, and true information. And then we have the nonsensical, this is full of crap information. And then we have the information that you don't need to know right now. 
If we are living in a physical world, if you are here listening to me right now through this podcast, you are choosing a certain amount of limitation in order to live here. Now, you can understand you're an unlimited being. That's okay. But do you need the unlimited knowledge of an unlimited being? Or do you just need the tools on knowing how to create your life? That's all you really need to get by with in this universe, in this world. This, all of a sudden, everybody wants to ascend to the fifth dimension. They want to become a singing group. I don't know. Because they heard about it. They heard the only time that they heard the word ascension is in the New Testament when Jesus ascended to heaven. Now the idea is everybody wants to ascend. He ascended to a higher dimension, a higher realm. Now he didn't. His body died and he crossed over and he went through the different dimensions until he got to the heavenly dimensions or the better dimensions, the non-earthly dimensions. That's what he did. Did he take his body with him? Your body is nothing. It's an illusion anyway. It only looks real and solid in this physical world. Can you take it with you? Yeah, you probably can take it with you. Supposedly, that's what the Mayans did. There's no bones or, or, or physical artifacts other than um, their, you know, their pottery, their um, all the other different artifacts of things that they made. But no bodies, no bones, no teeth. None of that. No skeletons left behind being able to find, found, excuse me, that was found anywhere. So what they did is supposedly they took their bodies with them because they were a higher level of understanding. But if you are a higher level of understanding, then you also know that your body is nothing. And can you dematerialize it? Yes, you can dematerialize it and move on. And that's kind of what ascension was. But are you meant to do that while you're alive? Absolutely not. Are you meant to ascend while you were living in this physical three-dimension world? Are you meant to ascend into the fifth dimension? No, that was all information completely unnecessary. Now we've got people oming all over the place and thinking that they're spiritual beyond belief and are taking in more information so that they can ascend. Well, guess what? What it's all about is ascending or raising your consciousness and your consciousness are your belief systems. And that belief system helps you to behave the way you want to behave. Okay. Read my book, The Secret That's Holding You Back, and you will get a full explanation of all of that and how to do that as well. So yes, you, we want to have a different consciousness. We want to have a better belief system that's gonna guide us through life besides helping us to manifest what we really want. But you're gonna do that in this dimension, in the third dimension. You're not gonna be, oh, this, oh my God, I, I listened to a podcast of a pod, of, uh, I was on this podcast. It was fabulous podcast, but that doesn't mean that every guest of every podcast knows what they're talking about, okay? So many people are full of shit. It's unbelievable out there. So this woman was talking about when you ascend to the fifth dimension, that your body is actually going to change from a carbon-based physical body to a crystalline body. I don't even know what the hell a crystalline body is. And why do I need a crystalline body? Will I still need to pee? I, I Maybe not. I don't know. All I know of crystals is if your gallbladder and your kidneys get crystals, those are called stones. 
and they hurt like hell trying to get rid of them. So I don't know what the hell she was talking about is that you become a crystalline body. No, you're not. You're going to be a physical body with a better belief system. That is what ascending to the fifth dimension is all about and what we're meant to do. And guess what? If you really want to be a different being, then you can leave this body and go to the other side. And the only way to do that is allow yourself to die. And don't commit suicide. That's nonsensical stuff. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, does that create a horrible karma for yourself. But that's the way you get to another dimension if that's what it is that you're thinking you're supposed to do. But while you're here in the third dimension, there's only so much you're supposed to know. And more of it is about learning who you are, learning who the God source is, learning your relationship with each other, learning your relationship with this earth. And in learning that, or shall I say, awakening that within you and letting that resonate within you, then that helps you to make your choices in life. And truly, when it comes down to it, your belief systems are what influence your choices. And you make choices based on knowing who you are and what life is all about. And as you start raising your understanding and your consciousness, you begin to finally recognize who you are as a divine and magnificent being. All right. The way the God source truly created us was by dividing itself into us. We're all mini gods. Okay, and actually, there is no such thing as a mini God because an omnipotent power cannot create or make anything less than itself. So we are as God and God is as us. Uh, and believe me, listen to that. Say that again. We are God. Now we're just a part of it. We are God. Each individual aspect, just like a hologram, you can slice a piece of a hologram and take it and put it someplace else. So say you got a hologram of an apple. You can actually take a slice of that apple through a hologram, a visualization that you're creating right here in front of you, even though you can put your hand through it, it doesn't make a difference. It's a visualization, a 3D visualization, and you can cut that apple and take it and put it on another platform to the side. And when you go back and you look at it, it will become the full apple again. And that's who you are and we are. Okay. We, each of us, as an individual, contain the entire universe. That's right. I am the universe, but so are you. And so is your neighbor. And we made it. The God source was so intelligent, it knew if it lost any of the souls, it wouldn't lose any of itself. Because every other soul is the completeness of God. And each soul is the completeness of the universe. So if by chance we lost any souls, which by the way, we don't, but if we did, we would never lose any parts of the complete universe because each soul is the complete universe. 
I know that's like pot smoking territory right there, right? We They used to talk about things like that in the 60s while they were doing drugs and they were on LSD and psilocybin. Well, that's coming back again, but it's more about research, study, and treatment using psilocybin and hallucinatory drugs, that kind of stuff. But I know that's really deep information. You don't need to understand how it works. You just need to know your role in all of this. And your role here on Earth is truly to discover who you really are in this particular lifetime frame. So the choices you make indicate what you believe and what you don't believe about yourself. So every time you set your mind towards creating something and then you actually do, man, there you are. You're sitting there going, wow, I can actually do that. And let me tell you, we need a lot of that evidence in order to believe that we're unlimited beings. So you have to keep replicating because a lot of times, and I know on my part, the smaller things, the things that didn't really matter much in life, man, I was able to manifest left and right all over the place. But then the bigger things that I wanted, you know, the stuff that was really the meaty dreams, it was a lot harder and still a lot harder to manifest because it's a lot harder to believe in those higher dreams. You know, tell somebody you actually can have a million dollars in a very short period of time without knowing how you're going to get that million dollars if you just believe you're going to have a million dollars and try to get them to believe that? Oh my God, but that's minimal stuff, not even the maximum stuff. Now tell them that they can completely heal their cancer that their entire body is filled with, and that's mind-blowing stuff and makes it very difficult for us to believe that. And here we are only on a physical planet that is an entire illusion to start with. And so we have a hard enough time believing in those little things. Those are not big things. Those are not God things. God is even bigger than that. And we need to get to the point of believing we're even bigger than that. So we take the small steps in life to start understanding that we're bigger than so manifesting your dream home, manifesting your dream job, manifesting your, your unconditional love relationship, those actually are the small steps. And look at how difficult they are. Ma manifesting peace on earth. Holy crap. Peace on earth. Are we capable of manifesting that? Of course we are in the blink of an eye. And if you don't believe me, this is not idealistic. Oh, by the way, that's another defense mechanism. And if you want to know it, that's an ADD, ADD. That is an AMM. I'm thinking ADD because I just worked with a client that was asking me about their child, whether they had attention deficit disorder. And in my book, I talk about the AMM, the adult made mind. And so I just confuse the two. Not because I have ADD, it's because I'm a senior. Um, and I have seen your moments. But in any case, okay, a defense mechanism is that idealistic, the concept and the word idealistic. Anything that we don't want to believe that is possible, we refer to as being idealistic. Remember what I just said. Anything we don't want to believe is possible. Not that it's impossible, but we're choosing to believe it's not possible. 
So then we call it idealistic. But to have peace on earth can happen overnight. If everybody right now felt their own self-love and felt their own self-worth, nobody would be lashing out at anybody else and you'd have total peace. Is it impossible to everybody to have that feeling of self-worth? No, not really. It's a belief. That's all it is. Does it take work to do it? Yeah, they all need my book. And by the way, if you haven't seen my Facebook page, man, oh man, talk about manifesting. I made an arrangement with the universe. They inspired me as well. They said that I still needed to write the book. You need to write the book. I had an inclination to write the book. This universe constantly was sending me messages through people, through outside messages, crazy messages that I needed to write the book. I wrote the book on the condition of that, all right, this information has to get through to the world. Not just here in the United States, not just self-publish and just get locally. I want it spread out amongst the world because I believe in it that much. And they told me, oh, absolutely, it's going places. So I come to find out it is being sold all over the world, in the UK, in China, in Lebanon. And then recently my publisher came to me to tell me that an Arabic publishing company just bought my book and is going to buy plenty of them and translate the book to Arabic and sell it through the Arabic world. How incredible is that? That is an, the, one of the next largest populations in the world is Arabic. And there we got my book going into the Arabic world. So I am thrilled about that. That message is getting out there. So can people all over the world change in an instant? Absolutely. As soon as they finish my book, boy, it's going to change a lot of people. So I love that. Okay. Discernment again. Okay. So how do you decide? what to listen to and what not to listen to. Come back in a minute and I'll tell you how. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. How do you decide what to listen to and what not to listen to? Well, you have a perfect guidance system for that, and that's called your intuition. That's right. Everybody has it. You are, are all psychic. You may not have your uh, intuition as developed as some of us that spend time purposely developing it so that we can do this work, but it is there, and it is your guidance system. And you listen to it. It will tell you what to listen to and what not to listen to. It will resonate with you. But first of all, that is one of the ways of really knowing what to listen to. When something resonates with you, when you're listening to it and you're just getting the feeling, somehow I know this is correct, this is true, this is right, this person is saying something, this book is saying something, 
this lecture is saying something that is resonating within me. That's a good word. It's waking up something within you. Somehow, some way, I know this information. Okay, so that's the number one way of knowing what to listen to, of what to listen to. Now, you may be asking, well, those serial killers and those nuts out there and those terrorists, if they're hearing information, are you telling me that they're believing it because it's the truth within them and it's resonating? Absolutely not. If you know anything about terrorism, and there's wonderful shows and plenty of books out there. A terrorist needs to be trained to be a terrorist. And they're usually trained by very powerful and strong leaders of some type. And those leaders rarely do the work that they are training the rest of their followers and their terrorist buddies to do. And they will make it sound like it's something profound. It's what Hitler did to the Nazis. He brainwashed them. He brainwashed the people to go along with what he was doing with the Jews. He brainwashed them. He made them believe that they were less than. In, in the world, in the United States, in Africa even itself, those landowners were brainwashing everybody else to believe that blacks were less than. They were only slaves. They were meant to be owned and controlled because on their own, they could not make any decisions. They were less than human, right? Look at how close and dark they resemble the animal kingdom, the gorillas, the monkeys. That's kind of some of the nicknames that blacks received. And I know that there are people today that still believe the same thing. And they're not paying attention to the fact that the reason why they're black is because they come from Africa. And if their skin didn't evolve into a dark shade, basically the sun would kill them and dry them up. It was evolution. Not to mention we all started pretty dark to begin with because back in those days and being on a desert where there's full blast sun and it's completely arid and dry, we needed darker skin in order to survive. And so that was evolutionary. That had nothing to do with the value of the human. But yet people were brainwashed into believing that stuff. So you won't resonate with material like that. You have to actually convince yourself to believe that. Today, even... In the United States, with all the political nonsense that's going on, people have to convince themselves of the negative because it's a defense mechanism. It is not the truth of who we are. And it doesn't resonate with them. It just makes their negativity feel better because misery enjoys company. Oh, I'm I'm upset and I'm hurt because I was abused and, and um, it's... I don't know who abused me other than my parents and society. And maybe it's my neighbor's fault. And then you got somebody next door to you saying, hi, hey, man, you know, I was just thinking about that same stuff the other day. Really? You too? Oh, man, then uh, it, it's got to be true then, right? If you're feeling that and if I'm feeling that, it's got to be true. So negativity and falseness has to be convinced. You have to be convinced 
of it. And the reason why you have to be convinced of it is because down beneath the surface, in the deep recesses of your mind, is the truth, the positive truth, where your soul's mind resides. And so anything short of the truth, you need to be convinced of. And then there's the, you don't need to know that crap now anyway, stuff. Stuff that will make your mind explode by constantly feeding it in. You do not need to know what God looks like. Does it talk really? Those are choices and free will choices for you to believe in. Now, it does certainly help to believe that there is some kind of power out there that we are connected to and that we do come from, because that at least gives you value. And it makes you feel that you have worth and that your worth is not defined by the people who raised you or the environment that you were in while you were being raised. Value is that it was given to you upon creation and that you get to choose through your free will your value from the moment you can as a young adult on. So, but what it looks like and what the other dimensions look like, it's not necessary to know that, okay? Look, it's bad enough we experience ghosts and spirits. They're in the next close dimensions and the, the fourth, fifth, and the sixth dimension. So you don't want to ascend to the fifth dimension because you're going to have a lot of negative spirits around you at that time, you know, and trying to make you miserable and negative too. And even that, can you get along without believing in ghosts? Absolutely, you can get along without believing in ghosts. But if you have an experience, it certainly helps to have a knowledge of where that might be coming from so that you're not freaking out all over the place and that you can take control and put positive light into your home around you in order to rid yourself of all negativity. So yes, so at times it does benefit learning some of that stuff, but there is so much information even on TV today that is blowing people's mind. I see people walking around with pyramids on their heads. That's nonsense. That kind of stuff you don't need to know, okay? Um, that the grid, the grid going around the world, the electrical grid can be destroyed. Um, yes, absolutely. People want to know that. Well, what is it serving your purpose? The average person, we can't do anything except now it's nice to know, are you aiding into the positivity and the strength of the grid rather than pulling away from it? Are you aiding and adding and helping heal the environment rather than destroying it? Yes, those are all pits of information that's really good to understand. Okay, so does it serve your purpose? Does it transform your life or help you to transform your life? Does it help you heal? Does it help you grow? That's the kind of information you want to grasp onto. And if it doesn't help you to grow and it instills more fears, that's the information you want to let go of. But that doesn't mean don't listen to the news. Please don't misinterpret this. If something is happening in the world and it's negative, it is good to know so that you can feed into the positive of it and to heal it and turn it around. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about supposed information, knowledge, intellect, right? Um, whatever, extra information, not 
current events that you need to know that's beneficial to know. But not current events and everything that is going to happen in the future that you think can happen in the future, that is not even necessary to know. What you need to know is what to do in the here and now because that will guarantee your future. What you do in the here and now is going to make your future. Using the past to make your here and now is what makes your future. And if you do those two things correctly, as I've got written in my book, you don't have to worry about your future. Yes, you can come to me and I can tell you some of the positive things that you'd like to know or validate. Am I going in the right direction? Well, even that stuff you need. And remember something. Here's, here is what's really interesting and really difficult to understand. Whatever question you're asking, it's because you already have the answer. Otherwise, you wouldn't know to ask it. Okay, I know that sounds crazy. But whatever question you ask, it means you already have the answer. And you are either not trusting it, or you want it validated, or it's not completely awakened within you yet. And when you hear the answer, you go, that makes sense. Though, by the way, that's another way of saying it resonates with me. That makes sense. That makes sense. What makes sense? What sense? Sense is a knowing. What's knowing? It's a resonating of the information that is inside of you. That's why something makes sense. Common sense? Common sense is a knowing. There is nothing. What's common about it is that everybody has intuition and everybody knows certain things that they should be doing and shouldn't be doing. That's common sense. Being able to put things together is a knowing and common sense. The more intuitive you are, the more your common sense is strong. But it's all about a knowing, an internal knowing, because the information is already built inside of you. I hope that makes sense to everybody. And if it doesn't, you need to be working on your intuition more so that when you hear the truth, it wakes something up and it begins to resonate. So trust yourself more. That is going to be the key. Trust yourself and trust you already have the information. And if you're curious about listening to a lot of it, let that curiosity only be because you know you know and you want to know what it is you know and you want to wake it up. There you go. You re-listen to what I just said because I couldn't possibly repeat that again. I'm Vincent Jenna. This is the Jenna Effect. I'm a psychic medium, an author, and spiritual teacher. And you are magnificent, divine, and a spiritual teacher, too. You just don't know you are. So let go of what you don't need to know. Discern all of the stuff. Let it resonate with you. And watch your life grow and flourish and thrive. We'll see you again real soon. Keep coming back. Bye-bye for now. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? 
I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.